Hello, everyone, and welcome to the As I Amber podcast. I'm Amber, and I love to talk about music, travel, and pop culture. On today's episode, I have a special guest with me, Christian. Say hello. Hi, everyone. Hey, so we are going to be discussing the Netflix film called Cuties. And it's been very controversial because of the subject matter of preteen girls, sexuality, peer pressure, and social media. But it's a reality that we are facing in the year 2020. So before we, we don't want to spoil the movie for you. So if you want to go see the film, it's on Netflix. It's rated mature. It's a foreign film and it has subtitles. So I'm just letting you all know in advance. And if you don't care to see it, there's a trailer on YouTube for it. And Christian and I will be discussing the film. So Christian and I went to college together at Fort Valley and uh, she's in the health education field Mm -hmm. and I'm in the communications media field and we have a lot in common when it comes to we want to be object, you know, we want to be fair with watching something and then talking about it. So that's what I want to clear up first so everyone knows what we're talking about. So I saw... my interest was sparked because I saw a lot of people saying oh this movie on Netflix is wrong it's for pedophiles I'm like whoa what are they talking about you know just controversy kind of attracts people to things and I logged into Facebook and I saw you know different statuses but one from a classmate former classmate of mine and it intrigued me and I just want you all to know that it was her status that kind of sparked (laughs) the topic the interest of it so we're gonna jump right into it what did you think of this film um I thought the film was great um I'm trying to think of a better word to describe it I think the film was necessary I think that's the better word I really Mm -hmm. think the film was necessary um I think we see it's a coming of age story and I think we see especially in America and the film was not based in America but we see a lot of coming of age stories for boys here and we don't like I can't think of many off the top of my head that I grew up watching that were Mm -hmm. about girls Um, and I thought that was interesting and um, it goes into many of the things that we go through as young women to to become women things that we go through as girls to become women Um, and I think that broadly not just in the U.S., but in other countries, people don't want to talk about that. It's just like, boom, one day we become a woman and we have to be strong and we have to be tough and that's it. And so I think it was really necessary for people to see that girls do go through things and those things do shape who we are. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So when I watched the film, I immediately started thinking about things that we read or watched growing up so we're millennials but we grew up with shows like Degrassi the next generation we grew up watching Saved by the Bell reruns of those kind of shows and I remember there was a book in middle school called Are You There God It's Me Margaret Mm -hmm. and it was about a preteen girl she was like middle school that in between stage where you're too big to play on the playground but you're not old enough to go places by yourself or drive that kind of 11, 12, 13 year old age bracket and puberty, your body is changing, friends are changing, they're starting to like boys or, you know, it's so much going on at that age and just to think about how 
when I was watching the movie, I went back to 11 year old Amber and what I was going through or thinking about at that age, you know? Mm-hmm. And just trying to figure out, you know, okay, I don't play with Barbies and baby dolls no more. What would uh, I have been doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening. These girls got TikTok, uh-huh. Twitter. It's a brand new world. And, you know, we grew up with people twerking and dancing raunchy or, you know, provocative as yep. teachers would stay at the middle school dances and stuff, you know, this much space <laughs> or yep. all that kind of stuff going on. And this movie just kind of, you know, reminded me of that's what these girls are going through. And they just happen to have social media. Which really brings in like a lot of influence. Yeah. And I'm I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous that mm-hmm. social media was not around when we were there. <laughs> it was well, it was around, but it wasn't. You know, like it right. was like MySpace, Black Planet, but you couldn't get on those sites. It was like, not easily yeah. accessible. For you us. had to get on a computer, and we and didn't have camera phones. Happened. Right? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. That wasn't happening. We're telling our age, but you know, yeah. that it's a difference because. We did, we grew up when Facebook, you had to have a college email to get on there. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just any and everybody on there. So growing up in the 2000s with the internet changed the game. Yep. And I just think that this film, it tackled like three different issues in one. It was a lot going on if you paid attention. Like this young girl, she's Senegalese and French. She's a black Muslim little girl. And she's trying to navigate her conservative family's faith and beliefs. She's acting out because in her culture, women are to carry themselves a certain way. And then her father is getting remarried and getting another wife. And it's just a lot of things going on. Her body is changing. She's trying to fit in at school. She's trying to take care of her little brothers when her mom's not there. And it's just like, a little child is going through all of this so it's a, it's a lot and and like I, I don't know if you well you mentioned a lot of it but a lot of sexism like we're expected as women um to just stay in our place and men are allowed to go and live their life and mm-hmm. they can do whatever they want and we kind of have to put up with it and you know so when the mom found out about the dad you know getting mm-hmm. another wife she yeah she was upset but to the world we have to pretend like we're okay and we're together and and the mm-hmm. daughter heard her cry so i'm sure it's confusing as a child like well if you're crying and if it's not okay then why are we pretending like it's okay you right know? and so mm-hmm. i feel like she was kind of hurt and disappointed with her mom and her dad and so that's a lot to deal with at 11 years old and then on top of that i did a little bit of research on the film it's directed by a senegalese and french black muslim woman by the name of maimuna Ducore. i hope i'm pronouncing her name right but you can pretty much find her five minute video on youtube about she said why she made cuties mm-hmm. and to me I think that people need to watch that five minute video of her explaining herself or why she decided to do this piece of art because art, it is art, you know, people interpret things differently. But I thought, you know, some people saying that it was too vulgar, they didn't need to have certain raunchy scenes, dance scenes, but I'm like, that's reality. It is reality. And and the the thing about the scenes, I feel like the, I feel like the trailer is great. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like people took the trailer, not necessarily out of context because it is, it is what you think it is, but it wasn't an attempt to to try to sell these girls or to try to, um, lots of people even mentioned ped- pedophilia. And I'm just like, yes. wow, reaching. Yes. <laughs> if you watch the movie, that is a lot of reaching. But there is, it is, their behavior is justified in no way in this film. And if you, you know, for people, if people watch the whole film, they'll get that. That it's not to say this is okay, it's to say that this is what goes on. And these are the pressures and those pressures make young girls act a certain way. And if there's no intervention, then they'll Mm -hmm. continue to act that way. You are absolutely right. And it also reminded me, there was this movie back in 2003. It was called 13. It was like an indie film and it was directed by this lady named Catherine Hardwick. Mm -hmm. And the movie Cuties that's on Netflix kind of reminds me of the film 13 because I remember watching that film as a teenager and I was like, oh my God, this is like a real life depiction of what the people at my school are doing or, you know, it was like an eye opener for people who were not around teens or preteens. But the peer pressure, the sexual pressure at 11 and 12, and I'm just remembering what people were doing at in middle school. I know it's intense. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I think it's a lot more than people know, or a lot more than people want to believe. I think I mm-hmm. saw someone, um, someone make a post, and they were just basically saying that they were disgusted and they couldn't watch the first few minutes. And this is not, you know. I, you know, for for what I do for a living, I have to go into schools and. You know, I talk to these girls and sometimes they open up and I have friends who are teachers in middle school and that's about the age that they are. Mm-hmm. And these girls are, I mean, not just girls, boys, like there is a lot of talk about sex. There is a lot of, even if they're not doing it, they're talking about it. They're trying to figure it out. They're trying to um, sneak around. Um, and so this idea that there are these these children, these babies who have no idea what sex is, it's just not true. <laughs> right. It's not true. And not saying, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we're not saying that it's, some of these things are okay, but it comes up and I think, um, and you just stop me because I will talk forever. Oh, ever. no problem. <laughs> and I think what I'm trying to get to is the scene where um, they found the condom. Yeah, outside. Outside. And it's unfortunate because you know they find the condom and she puts it on her mouth and obviously it's used because they found it outside and everybody's like oh my god you're nasty you know we're not gonna touch you and the girl cries and she says well it's not my fault I didn't know what it was and that's exactly the problem no you know we're not talking to these kids about sex we want to act like it's too early to bring it up and we're gonna act like it doesn't exist so if we act like it doesn't exist then they won't do it (laughs) Oh, child. And, and, I, that. <laughs> and I think a lot of it, not just social media, but mm-hmm. a lot of the taboo and not knowing what sex is, I think that makes them want to know even more and want to figure it out even more. You are absolutely right. And I'm not a parent and I am not an aunt right now in my life, but I have, you know, tutored young girls before or mentored them. And even in elementary age, kids are curious. Mm-hmm. And I just think that sometimes, depending on how you were raised or where you were raised or what kind of upbringing you had, some people just told their kids, um, don't have sex or don't do not do this. And that was it. 
there was no conversation about consent there was no conversation about good touch bad touch and you see it become a reality when they get older and go off to college while and out or not knowing what certain things are because no one had a conversation and I just think that this movie is a conversation starter. It, I can see how it could be triggering to some people who may have had some, you know, issues growing up with that particular topic. Right. But that doesn't mean that if you just watch Barney and Teletubbies all day, like, no, these girls are wearing bras, training bras. Some of them got better bodies than grown folks. And it's just unfortunate how kids are nowadays manipulated into you know social media has changed the game you can be a whole nother person on the internet yeah and i just think that the film touched on a lot of topics or i noticed that the girls for their age bracket they appear to be like 12 13 Mm -hmm. they were alone a lot they were alone a lot a lot a lot and yeah people don't want to bring that up i i feel like that when things happen with children, it's the child's fault and they need to be beat and they need to be this and they need to be that. But nobody wants to have the conversation about how much of this is our responsibility as a parent. And I'll admit my son is four. So Mm -hmm. I will not sit here and act like I have any experience (laughs) with raising a teenager. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just think, you know, I think, I guess we can use ourselves for examples. I Mm -hmm. think back, um, I was, I guess you could say I was sheltered some, not mm-hmm. a whole lot. My mom was kind of strict, but there, but my mom was, she worked full time. So mm-hmm. there were times where I had, you know, she had no choice. I had to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And like, I think back to those times and it's just kind of like, there was some room for some things to happen. <laughs> and I know we have to trust our children and we have to um, kind of at some point, we can't be there all the time, but I think there was times where they were left alone way too much. <laughs> Right. And it just made me think about, you know, when the internet first came out, uh, we're telling our age. Right. But I remember it was like 2002. And, you know, this is when people would go to the library after school or whatever just to get on the computer to get on the internet so you could, you know, do your project allegedly or just go on different websites and play games. Right. And so I remember there was when the internet, well, when computers first started becoming more and more popular, I remember some kids getting in trouble for going to certain websites because someone dared them to do it or, oh, my, my older brother goes to this website and huh? kids, you know, setting their alarms to watch BET Uncut to learn how to twerk. Yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> people, people want to act like kids were not trying to watch stuff they had no business doing because or yeah yeah or like we weren't like so i'll I'll admit i was Mm -hmm. my mom was scary i was too afraid but right um, my friends and my cousins uh Mm -hmm. would sneak different clothes and change clothes at school to dress like those girls (laughs) i yeah and i didn't do it in public but i i distinctly remember i had an aunt and she was about my size and I would get some of her stuff and I wouldn't take mm-hmm. it anywhere, but I would go in my room and lock the door and yeah. try to put on these cute clothes and try to dress like the girls on TV <laughs> or try to dance, you know, try to uh-huh. dance. I re- like, we tried those dances and I was a little more shy, but 
Um, mm-hmm. I don't know where uh, you're from, Columbus, right, Amber? Yeah. Well, here where I'm from, <laughs> it was a skating rink, and like that's oh, where everybody God. went. And after a certain amount of time, you know, parents left, and it turned into the club. It was and the preteen club. We yeah. were trying to do those dances. We had um, groups, dancing groups, just like those girls, and so we tr- we all tried it. <laughs> it is really I was sick. so shy at that age like when it came to like boys or trying to be cool I was not cool I was such a little nerd like I, I did my homework right I was in orchestra <laughs> I was too afraid to do anything from to have my mom or my dad come up to the school for anything yeah, yeah. so I, I was, I was like, in the middle I think I, I was, was in the middle like I, I was not <laughs> I wasn't like gonna be all out with it but mm-hmm. I was like Ooh. Is anybody looking? Like, we could right. <laughs> maybe like a little more sneaky. <laughs> but I remember, like you said, I think, I don't know if that's the thing just in the South, but the skating rink was like the middle school club. Yep. And I remember that's where I learned, like, oh my God, she does what? Or he mm-hmm. does what? Like, I was just like, you know, kind of sheltered from that yep. at 12 and 13, but my eyes are open, like, she has a baby or, you know, I, just. Oh, yeah. It was just like, oh my God. And mm-hmm. watching this movie, it just reminded me of that time period, that 2000 to 2005 when all the crunk music, Lil Jon, um, <laughs> Usher, yep. Yin Yang Twins, and all the dances that like, went along with that dance, yep. were not always cute. No, <laughs> we were, that's not, that's not ladylike or, you know, that's too raunchy. But, you know, people have had raunchy songs since the beginning of time, but it's like now it just feels like we're bombarded a little bit more because we have a phone in our hands most of the right, time. Right, right. There's nothing new under the sun. Like people were doing this 30 years ago. It's just that they're uploading it now. Mm-hmm. They are. Uh, yeah. Um, I wanted to address one other thing because I know we could both talk about this subject forever. Right. But uh, censorship, because what I was looking at was like, this is a French film. Right. And, you know, I've been blessed with the opportunity to travel abroad mm-hmm. and just even within the United States. But, you know, regionally, different people are more liberal or some people are more conservative when it comes to how media is addressed or what they watch because right. some people don't allow their children to watch certain things or I was just curious to know since you're a parent and you have a little boy I'm pretty sure does he have a tablet or a phone so I was anti-tablet parent and then mm-hmm. the, and then here comes the pandemic mm-hmm. and we had to, he was only in k3 but they were still doing virtual and mm-hmm. I, um, because of my job, I had to, uh, I was essential, um, but mm-hmm. my husband was working from home. So my son had to be home while my husband was working. So he kind of had to work and kind of be his teacher. So the only way that we saw possible was like, nope, he's not getting our laptop. He's only for, no, that's not gonna work. So he ended up, we ended up getting, getting him um, a tablet mm-hmm. and we were able to, am I, can I say the brand? Sure. So because it's a Kindle Fire, you know, you can go on and you can change like the settings. So I made an account and then made him a child account. So he can go on and like access different, he can do books and like certain Mm -hmm. games and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But he can't get like, he can't browse the internet. 
per se, mm-hmm. and he can't get on YouTube. So um, he has one, but I've tried to lock it down as much as possible. So yes, he has a tablet. <laughs> I'm glad you addressed that because like I said before, just a disclaimer for y'all, I am currently not a parent. <laughs> I have a lot of friends and peers who are parents or who have little ones and whatnot. And I was just curious because in the film, this little girl steals her cousin or whoever was helping. Okay. She steals a cell phone Yeah, because she didn't have one. But the fact of the matter is her mom did not realize or even know she had a phone at all. It had access and that was stuff. really bizarre to me. Yeah. I was like, you know, when your parents come in your room or my parents just open up the door, it wasn't right. no, <laughs> no privacy, you're 12, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I was just curious to know, like, did they even have a curfew for the t- the children anymore you know like okay if you're paying for this child's cell phone in my mind I would think okay you got to turn your phone in at this right. time or no you can't have an Instagram or no you can't have a Facebook and right. I was just I, I just don't yeah. know how people are navigating that I mean like I said mine is my my son is four but just mm-hmm. like I changed my mind about the tablet I'm sure you know I don't I plan on having a time look nothing good happens after a certain hour I plan mm-hmm. on having a time when he gets older look after this time it's either mine or I can trust you enough to say hey we're turning this off or if it's still you know parental controls it will be powered off at a certain time um but like I you know we get we grow and things change but I definitely mm-hmm. feel like I guess I can't say right now but I definitely feel like there should have been more of that but you know what that goes back to what the mom was going through I think the mom and like that's real life like I think mm-hmm. if we look back our parents went through things and sometimes those things that they went through had them so distracted I think mm-hmm. the mom was just going through so much with the dad I don't even like the, the little girl was raising her brother. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so I, I think the mom was so distracted. Like the child, like that was probably the far, farthest thing from her mind, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so that's another real world part of it. Wow. And I just thought about when I saw the girls dancing, I remember like pep rallies in middle school and mm-hmm. high school. And I went to a predominantly white middle school. So... I, this is this is important to say because the atmosphere was different you know <laughs> the music they weren't gonna allow them to dance to certain songs whereas my friends or my peers who went to other schools that were more diverse oh at their pep rally they danced to usher or they danced to this and i was they like what <laughs> <laughs> and you know amber if you didn't get it then we went to a hbcu so right. some dances that we saw in the stands mm-hmm. <laughs> even though at this point we are Adults or adults, but if you think about it, I I think I got it. And you saw my post. I was a little, I had a little fire under me because I feel like, and you know, I'll say African American culturally, the mm-hmm. dances that Amber and I saw in college, like <laughs> there are several dance squads for young girls. I've seen them as young as elementary age, all the way up to high school, and they try to emulate those same dances and so the dances that we saw in college for those girls they were grown okay you can dance how you want but some of the girls on those dancing teams that are younger and I know you've seen them in parades Mm -hmm. or stuff like that they do some of those dances and I've always felt uncomfortable like why is this seven-year-old dropping it you know half naked 
like those mm -hmm. girl, girls were. They're half naked and they're doing these dances that I feel like, you know, we're emulating sex moves. I feel like, you know, personally, I felt that they're um, inappropriate, mm -hmm. but people have no problem with that. But then they have a problem with this movie. So like, I don't, yes. I, it kind of, I don't know. I was like, how many bring it on movies are there? Mm -hmm. You know, the, the people take their little girls to cheerleading competitions and dance competitions. And I realized that, you know, dancing is art and performance, but some stuff is not cute mm -mm. for a elementary, middle school age yeah. child, minor to yeah. be doing. That's just how I feel. And we look at and, and we I guess we don't really challenge it because it's it's what we've always known culturally. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the uniforms for volleyball and you look at the uniforms for cheerleading, those skirts are made so when those girls do certain moves, you can see their underwear. And that's mm -hmm. in a school setting. We look at all of these things and nobody has an issue with any of those things. But then this movie comes out and people are outraged and it's like if you would watch the movie that's the what point she, that's what she's trying to say <laughs> right but yes. some parts were funny you yeah. know i got i got a little chuckle out of it like is she what is she doing like yeah yeah <laughs> but kids <laughs> some parts were a little bit funny to me maybe my sense of humor is off but <laughs> it just goes to show you like how bad at that age you just want to fit in or just be like your peers or to be like because those girls were mean they were throwing rocks at her and but she wanted so badly to be a part of them, you know? I'm not going to lie, Amber, I laughed when she got hit with the rock. It was <laughs> but you, you talk about, that was like, I was like, in my mind, I was making bullet points when I was watching the movie. Oh, mm -hmm. that's another thing. That's another thing. As girls, I don't know if you remember, but, um, or if you struggled with this, but it's like, and even now, because I have little cousins and nieces and mm -hmm. There is this thing, you know, bullying. We know, we all know about bullying. We all know it's real, but it's like, unfortunately, when girls are bullied, and I don't know if boys are the same way, when girls are bullied, instead of saying, okay, they were mean to me, I don't want to be their friend, they go back and try to say, what can I do for them to like me? So because mm -hmm. the girls were dancing inappropriate and they looked, mm -hmm. you know, and they were wearing clothes that were a little too sexy for a lot too sexy for their age, and they called her homeless. <laughs> Not right. only did they throw rocks at her, but her nickname was homeless. She decided she was gonna go home and I'm gonna try to be, if they don't like me, I'm instead of not wanting to be like the bully that's what happens with little girls. They decide I'm gonna change and I'm gonna look just like them so they will accept me. And you know, that's why it just made me look in the mirror at myself. Like it's easy for us to sit on the sidelines and you mm -hmm. know, criticize all oh, these kids today blah 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 but it made me look like you know you know you never know who's looking up to you or who's watching you like you don't know sometimes and it's just like wow let me look at myself and not saying that I didn't ask to be anybody's role model but at the same time as a young woman who has certain morals and has certain people that are in my family or people who are outsiders. They have little girls that look up to me or whatnot. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to mess that up, you know? Especially as a woman of color. <laughs> right, girl. And <laughs> I noticed like, you, I saw so many different things. It was a lot going on in the movie. Did you notice how when Amy, the main character, 
she was like ex- kind of excited because there was like another black girl in the circle or in the group. Yeah. And that girl was so mean to her. She was and the I, meanest. It seemed like she, originally she was the one that didn't like her the most. And she influenced the group to not to not like her. That's how I felt. So because true. I remember being that age and you know you'd be excited to see someone else that kind of looks like you especially yep. if you're in an environment yep. that is not ethnically diverse you see another black girl you're like oh we're gonna yes. be friends and, like, and uh-huh. then it's like only one of us can be in this circle I don't know who you are you know like and okay. it's real it's real life it's real life and I thought that was very uh, interesting dynamic as well as the body image issues because they called her flat back or they said she Ooh, didn't have no butt I and I related girl. to I, I was having flashbacks because <laughs> I'm not blessed in that department me either <laughs> <laughs> but hey I'm still cute but I'm just saying you know like uh when you're not shaped a certain way or their expectations of what a black girl is supposed to look like or act like that no. that that was like oh this is this movie has layers to layers. it and when she was when she saw her friend um straightening her hair with the iron like a literal iron on the iron board yes she went home and she thought she was gonna do that to her hair i'm like oh no boo boo what are you doing yep 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 all of it (laughs) all of it black well not for the straightening part with the flashbacks because i had a relaxer but Mm -hmm. But um, I have, like, I know a young girl, I'll say that. I know a young mm-hmm. girl, and she is natural, and she has beautiful natural hair, but because of what we see in society and what we see, um, what, what what society tells us is beautiful, you know, she had a moment mm-hmm. and she was like, I don't think I like my hair, I don't like this, I want it straight, you know, stuff like that, mm-hmm. which I have nothing, you know, there's not, absolutely nothing wrong with women who get relaxers or women who straighten their hair, but for we kind of you know we want girls to understand that your natural hair is just as beautiful you know you're beautiful mm-hmm. um so that was just kind of like i like that was one of my favorite parts like hey like this is what happens they see this and they want to look like that right and did you see the, the part of the movie when you know she was already in the little circle they had become friends or whatever and she comes to school with her little tube top but her natural hair it looked like you know she had done a twist out or something something she was <laughs> she she had a moisturized that day that's she, what she, I she didn't want to be called homeless anymore she didn't want to be called homeless anymore. so she went to school and showed out and her hair was so cute like, she was like if she would have been dressed appropriately she was she was adorable she was but I was just like these girls are off the chain especially Mm -hmm. when they were on the laptop at their friend's house and the mom walks in and she gives them like cookies or something and walks back out and I was like at that point I'd be like y'all y'all not getting on this laptop I know know. (laughs) they hurried up and closed it they did I remember when people had to you know if you went over someone's house and they were fortunate enough to have a computer it was in the living room. It was in a, yeah. it was too big. There was no laptop. It because it, it was like, only one <laughs> and it is in the family area. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna get on FaceTime with some fifteen year old boy and you're in the sixth grade and it's just And in my house, Amber, if you had company and you were fortunate to go to the room, the door had to be open. <laughs> So I'm just wondering, you know, there are cultural differences because we know the movie is a French film, but there's some universal things that are just like, 
I think there are some universal things and I think people we don't want to and I even see it like in our like when we were younger we mm. wanted our family to know times have changed things have changed and I think as times change and things change I think we should evolve as um as people and as parents but I just feel like some things should be universal I mean some things should say the same like I know my son is gonna have to get a cell phone before I got one. I didn't get a cell phone. My mom wasn't playing that. She was like, "You you gonna pay the bill?" So I didn't get a cell phone until I was sixteen. And I, right. I had a part time job, but I know my child will have a phone before that. So some things will have to change. But I feel like things like parental guidance and like you know just parenting mm-hmm. in general and being there. And I I feel like some of those things should say the same. So yeah, he might have a cell phone at a younger age, but mm-hmm. if he has company. We're not closing no doors in this house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to tell them because I was just curious. And that's why I'm so happy that you decided to participate because I think that, you know, you are a great parent and I'm oh, not in your you. presence a lot. But, you know, you can just kind of tell sometimes like they seem decent, you know, <laughs> and I have, no one's perfect or anything like right. that. But I appreciate your perspective because it's just so much going on in this world and I just wanted people to I want to hear from black women because it seemed like a lot of people that were criticizing the movie first of all they weren't even black (laughs) I'm I'm sorry but the the point of the movie is to be a young black girl in a society yeah and that's one of the major parts of the film in my opinion and I hadn't seen a movie that kind of showed a young black girl besides the movie Crooklyn Oh, I've never oh, seen. Yeah. I think that's why people are attracted to certain things because you see yourself reflected, mm-hmm. and, and that, I think that's why media is important. Yeah, yeah. So, did you have anything else to say about the movie? I was just gonna add that, um, like when you were saying Crooklyn, I tried to think when I made that post, like how many coming of age story stories were about women, and I thought of a few, but I never thought about it. Like you just said, specific to little black girls. I can't think of a bunch of them, and I'm glad you brought up Crooklyn mm-hmm. um, because I think it did a great job. But you know, it it didn't hit on all of all of this, um, so right. I think that was the source of a lot of the outrage. Um, and I think my one of my biggest takeaways was mm-hmm. a lot of people use the word outrage, and people are always so outraged. Oh, this happened, and I'm <laughs> outraged, and this happened, and I'm you know, so many things happened, and I'm outraged, and I think. I would be okay with the outrage mm-hmm. if we could turn that outrage into some action. So lady, since you're so angry, why don't you go <laughs> mentor some young women? Why right. don't you see what can we do to change, not to shut down? Because I think as an African-American, I am really, really hesitant to boycott because I feel like boycott was awesome um, during mm-hmm. civil rights. And I think they had a purpose when they boycotted. I think now sometimes we decide we don't know what else to do. So we just gonna boycott. We don't mm-hmm. know what the goal is. We don't know what the outcome is going to be of the boy. Well, like we don't even plan and strategize what that'll be. So we just decide, okay, we're going to boycott. So lots of times when I see boycott, my ears go up and I'm just like, let me, let me do mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So instead of boycotting Netflix, I think a better solution would to be to watch the film and see what some what some of the solutions could be to some of those issues that those young girls went through. And that's that's all I have. 
Oh, no problem. Well, I thank you so much for being a part of this episode. Hey, y'all, don't forget to tell me what you think by following me on Twitter and Instagram at As I Amber. And don't forget to watch the five-minute YouTube video of the director, Maymuma Decor, talking about why she made the film Cuties. So that's about it. Hope y'all have a good day. Bye.